just jump. Get on the back of that damn bull and see what happens. If it throws you, you get a little banged up, excellent. Because that is where real character is built. Welcome to Wise Words and Whiskey. I'm your host, Wiley McGraw. Join me with other great guests as we sip good whiskey and talk about all things high performance. So kick back, pour yourself a nice dram, and settle in for some low-key conversations on high-performance living. Let's jump in. For those of you that are hanging out with us right now, uh, I want you to all meet Mr. David Walsh. And David Walsh is an unbelievable human being. He's known as Mr. YouTube. Uh, He helps savvy, smart, and sophisticated business owners uh, maximize their authority on YouTube. If you'd want to check him out at davidwalshonline.com, please do so. Uh, he spent, what, the last 22 years b- building these videos uh, for your business. And prior to that, you were a 14-year competitive Olympic taekwondo uh, expert. That's the beautiful yeah. thing about David. But I'm bringing David Walsh on to this show today to share with us and have a conversation around his first and only life-altering experience with rodeo. It's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, indeed. That's going to be a good thing to unpack because there's so many unbelievable variables in that, that you still carry to this day to live this high performance life that you do and to kick ass for your clients, which is, you know, you're doing it for me as well, which I think is fantastic. But first I want to tap into the whiskey we're going to be sharing today, which I think is fitting for an Irishman. Uh, It's the classic Jameson. I want to make it this known to you all right now. We've got our bottle of Jameson here. It's the triple distilled, old school way, simple, smooth, and sophisticated. So yes, we can go ahead indeed. and pop this open together. And if you're hanging out with us, go ahead and pour yourself a nice dram as David and I prepare our little sip. Oh, the glug, glug, glug. Yep. That's right. <laughs> David, I appreciate you being here, brother. As we say, Pleasure to be here. yeah, slancha, slancha. Thank you for forcing me to drink this today with everyone because I have not had Jameson <laughs> in a very long time, and you know all too well my family being from Scotland. I've been hooked on my my single malt Scotch. So yes, indeedy. I got to tell you, I love main what. Since seventeen late seventeen hundreds, Jameson has been seventeen eighty. Yeah, seventeen eighty been made on the bottle. Yep, absolutely, and it's so smooth. I love those vanilla notes that are in that, and like a little light oak on the back of the palate. It's phenomenal. I mean, you drink it yep. regularly. This is your kind of go to whiskey. Uh, yeah, it's it's like one of it's one of those whiskeys like I got from my dad. You know, yeah. you'd have your you'd have your Paddy, you'd have your Jameson. Um, you'd have a, a Hennessy from time to time in the in the drinks cabinet and stuff. So it's one of those right. that I guess is passed down. Right, right. So you stick with what is passed down and what you know. Well, exactly I appreciate it. what I know. You know, well, it's phenomenal. If you have not tried it, highly recommend uh, giving Jameson a go. It is a really good whiskey. Um, I prefer it over Jack Daniels if I'm going to drink a simple, uh, really smooth whiskey. It is also again, I'm glad we're here, but. Without further ado, I want to jump in to that life, like I said, life-altering experience with Rodeo, the first <laughs> and only time. But, brother, I, I got to tell you, I, when I read your post about that, we had conversations around that because I had a life-altering experience with Rodeo as well. And I took away from your experience the same thing that I took away from mine, and, and it's important to unpack that together. So I just want to dive into that right now, and I want you to share with me and share with everybody's hanging out, like what 
inspired you to do that? What did you take from it? And how has it stuck with you all this time now to this day, all these years later that has driven your life to the, to the level it has? Well, I don't know if inspired to do it would be a word I would use. And okay. uh, for those that are watching or listening, uh, you'll find out why very, very soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll jump straight into it. So I was about three or four and um, we were living in the west of Ireland and my parents had a farm. We were rearing calves. So one lovely summer's afternoon, um, me and my little sister, was 13 months younger than me, uh, we were wandering in the field at the back of the house and the cows were there. They were just lying in the sun, uh, relaxing away. And we had this one red calf with a white face. I remember it to this day, even though it's like 40 whatever years ago. Um, I still remember him lying down there, just soaking up the sun and uh, chewing his cud. And I just said to my sister, like, let's get on the back of this calf. <laughs> so without yeah, hesitation, nice. she went, okay. So we jump on the back of this calf as it's lying down. And within like a split second, we were like, in the air, just catapulted mm. off this thing like we we're shot out of a cannon. And the next, like, I don't even remember this bit. All I remember is making the decision. And the next thing is that I'm on the ground and yeah. I've got a lip out to here. I've got an ear out to here, you know, <laughs> and she's landed somewhere as well. She's balling her eyes out. I'm laughing my head off for, I, for no reason why. I don't know why, but I'm just laughing my head off. And... We, we sort of struggle our way back to the house, to the back to the to the house. And what we find out is that my brother and my mother are watching from the back window, look at this whole episode unfold. So you they had an audience already in unknown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you've got a four-year-old and a three-year-old yeah. deciding to do rodeo. And all of a sudden, they're just like mile up in the air and they're just catapulted off of it. So my brother's literally on the ground laughing. He is like, it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. And my mom, my mom comes out and she's just splitting her sides laughing. And I'm laughing too, but my sister's going, ah, ah, ah. Right. right. So yes, four-year-old, uh, that was my one and only experience of rodeo. And I love it because your response to that experience, let's shred that open more because yes. it's not necessary. It wasn't even the uh, laughter. It wasn't the, the, let's just do it to do it. There's a part of you inside that... Uh, I feel got ignited when you had that experience. Yes. You didn't even remember the the decision to do it or even the ride itself. You just remember landing somewhere. And I, I remember specifically the same thing with my first ride on a bull is I got thrown to the ground. He slipped on the mud, landed on me, and it changed yeah. me forever. But it what it did is it ignited something that was already dormant that was in there at a very yeah. young age. Let's rip that apart because there's so much value in that and why you were able to laugh at that experience despite being hurt and utilize that to drive your life in the direction you took it. Absolutely. Yeah, so like uh, that, when I when I wrote that post, it made me realize it's like, who, this thing is like, what, what, was, what was that thing that made me do this? And it was, it's, it, and, it, and it's with me today in this, and it's something like we, like I've done something for you in the past week, and it's that exact same thing that has allowed me to do that. And that's just make a decision and do it. Just mm. without thinking, without fucking around, it's just like, okay, let's do this, go. And that's what happened. It's like, oh, let's jump on the back of this calf. Okay, doom, it's done. That's now. the part of you. Yeah, that's the part of you I'm talking about, brother, is you have no thought 
process around what might be coming, what outcome is going to occur. Yeah. The decision felt right for you inside to do it anyway, despite, and this yes. is the thing I talk about constantly is it's better to actually not know what's coming so you can get the most out of your own power, your potential, et cetera, and let the experience bring to you whatever the results are and then build from there. So that's what I'm taking from that. I want to take a moment and, and share that those wise words you just talked about was having an idea and just doing it yeah. anyway, despite what might, might happen from that idea. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, it's like just committing to what you decide. Right. And like a lot of people will make make a decision. They'll they'll half make a decision, but they're still one foot in doing it and one foot out not doing right. it. And um, there's hesitation. They might want to talk to an expert or somebody more experienced or whatever. And as you said, it's like it's in the unknown is where magic happens. Just going and doing it and figuring it out on the way. Like if it's a big thing, like and there's multiple pieces, it's like just go and do it and figure stuff out as you do it. Or right. if it's just one thing, simple thing, just do it. Right. Like in 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 like for for most things, if it's asking somebody a question or whatever, the worst they can do is say no. You know. So yeah. um, I I don't I I I don't do it a hundred percent of the time, but ninety five percent or ninety six percent of the time I do it. There are some times where I do overthink it, which I guess all of us would anyway. Well, I think um, that's normal. A human reaction to it's, certain it's situations. It's a normal human trait. Well, what's exactly. really great, David, is like. You just said it again, and, and I'm emphasizing this for those that are hanging out and listening. It's all about embracing the fear of the unknown and realizing in that moment, if it's presenting itself, just jump. Get on the back of that damn bowl and see what happens. If it throws you, you get a little banged up, excellent, yep. because that is where real character is built. These are really yep. wise words to take is that's where real character is built. That's where real power and, and potential can be unleashed. That is where a lot of the magic happens when we are stepping towards things we say we want to do or achieve in our lives. And it's, it's significant. And I shared with you many times in my rodeo experience, I fell in love with that. I got stepped on that first ride, it locked eyes with me and it startled me within. And I felt a new version of myself igniting. And I wanted wow. to consistently chase that feeling because I started to become and feel better about myself as a man. And I wanted to know mm -hmm. what else am I capable of? Let me do this again. That challenge feels right. It doesn't matter if you get hurt broken, slammed around, beat up. That's the part of life that actually where we can become even more optimal in what we do. And I love that you shared that. So del delve even deeper because you clearly found that that was the magic sauce for your life because you ended up going down this route of becoming this Olympic Taekwondo, you know, guy. And you started to realize what else could I do to better other people's lives, to create more optimal experiences for people utilizing the tools that are available to us. You just did it anyway. Even the last week at your yeah. event, you were just doing it anyway. You didn't care what the reactions were. You got in the back of those damn bulls and look at the results. Can you elaborate a little more on that, please? Yeah. Well, if we, if we unpack like so much stuff there, it's like, if I go back to my Taekwondo career, uh, like my goal in life was to be European world and Olympic champion. Unfortunately, I didn't get any of them, but I did get 16 national championship uh, titles, international gold medals, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm content, uh, not ecstatic, but I'm content. Right. But with that, um, I, re I remember when I decided I was going to do whatever it took to get there. And it was August, uh, 1997. Um, I was competing in, in, in England and my coach at the time was British. And so I, 
at the championships, I decided, well, if I move to the UK, then I'm going to be able to train with him um, as much as possible. Because what was happening was I was traveling over once a month for a long weekend, doing all this training, going back, forgetting everything, then traveling over the next month and repeating that whole process. So it was just a... Uh, a treadmill that wasn't going anywhere. So I said, I'm going to move to the UK. I can train multiple times a week. Uh, I can train every week. And then if I'm tr flying out, because it was normally flying from Dublin to London, London, wherever. So, but I can bypass that first leg and yeah. I don't have to pay as much. So I'm, <laughs> I made the decision and um, I spent, oh, I spent two weeks setting up job interviews um, in the UK and um, at the time, my manager was my boss's son-in-law and the boss worked in the business. So I had to go to my manager for a reference for these job interviews and say, please don't tell the boss. Everyone in the office knew I was leaving <laughs> except the boss. Okay. So, okay. Um, so I had set up five job interviews for one week. Um, and I ended up with eight, of course I did, uh, eight in job interviews and getting five job offers out of those eight. So I handed in my notice as soon as I left on holiday. Then I had one week in London and then I had one week to finalize my stuff and then move over to the UK. Um, but it was just the decision to go, I'm doing this. And I set all everything up and it just fell into place. And again, I had no clue what was going to happen. Right, that's like what I was first, about to say. The first yeah. job interview I went, they they offered me the job straight away. It says, "We love you. We want to we want to hire you straight away." Because I was I was a web developer at the time, and at, in the in the late nineties, web developers were like gold dust. If you could get a good one, you snapped him up big time. Right, right. So yeah, I just made the decision, and within a month, I was I was I was living in the UK. Uh, the company had actually uh, were going to pay for a week for me um, to in a hotel. And then they were actually shipping me off to Seattle for a week, for a week's training. I was working for a software company. So, and they also gave me money to buy a car and stuff. So, and I, this, this just come out of nowhere. Absolutely nothing. I want to stop there quickly because that is a very important point for people that are listening, take a sip of your whiskey, whatever you're drinking and, and hold on to this for a moment because Everything you get just talked about relates back to your first experience with that rodeo, that bull that threw you and, and wrecked you yep. for all intents and purposes, four years old to be kind of slammed into your face that way. But it, what it did was it set a precedent for who you are and how you show up to life's challenges and experiences. The wise words you just said was it didn't matter what it was. I had no idea what I was going to experience. I just knew I needed to make the decision to execute on it anyway. And whatever yep. comes is meant for me to then take from there and expand and go into another chapter of my life, which is why I wanted to stop you right there to make sure this lands with people because what we do as humans is we tend to feel these uneasiness in challenges and we pull away and try to find something we can tether to that keeps us a little comfortable and allows us to know a little bit about what's coming and then we limit our, ourselves in that experience. It's the same thing when we're talking about whiskey. I share with yep. some, of, some of my close friends who are beer drinkers who now are drinking whiskey because they've never had anybody actually hold them in the challenge of letting their palate develop over a very fine spirit, no matter what it is, so they can have a good experience with it. They just grew up with, I tried it, it, it tasted horrible, and I'm ruined for it, and, and, and nobody ever gave them the atmosphere and the environment of these unknowns what whiskey is all about. So going back to what you said, David, I think it's great. 
if you heard that, those are really wise words is when you want something and you are faced with an opportunity to get it, and yet you still don't know what it's going to produce, you have no idea what it's going to ask of you, do it anyway. Do it anyway, even despite failures, despite falling on your face and getting bruised up. Do it despite what anybody might actually think of you because you'd be surprised where, like David said, I wanted to be these world champion taekwondo guy, but I still ended up getting something, not what I wanted, but I was so connected to just where I wanted to see myself. I didn't care how I got there. All I know is I focused on the desire, the commitment, and whatever it was thrown my way, I would kick back at it and I resulted in something that was still satisfactory for me and I still feel happy and successful in my life because of it. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and and like um, I, was, I said earlier, it's like in the unknown is where the magic happened. I tripled my salary mm. in that one move. Tripled. <laughs> so it's <laughs> right there. And that's possible for anybody if they allow themselves to embrace the absolute discomfort that comes from not knowing what the hell is going to happen. Exactly. Wise words, my man. Wise freaking words right there. So that was my move over to uh, to England, and then working in you know, working for a software company. I was traveling over Europe working for them, but I, I got to compete. I got to train. I got to do what I wanted to do and get better at what I did. And that's when I started winning international medals um, across Europe, even some in the US as well. And uh, the next level was to go to the US itself. Um, I had a friend on the Irish team who was American, and he had a connection with uh, a guy called Stephen Lopez, who was Olympic champion at the time. He says, I'm going down for a week's training. Do you want to come? I says, why not? Again, total unknown. I didn't know him from Adam. I didn't even know if he was going to like me, anything. Bought a ticket, hopped on a plane, got picked up in St. Louis. And we drove from St. Louis all the way down to Houston, 17 hours, and um, went training there for a week. Absolutely loved it. Got on so well with the guys that they said, hey, if you ever want to come back, let us know. And we'll you, you can train with us. And uh, lo and behold, two months later, I was back training full time in Houston, Texas. Oh, well, I'm going to stop there, too, because you hit something that is crucial, that's widely overlooked in society right now. Man, I love the wise words that come out of your mouth. But what I'm reading between the lines with and I want to share with everyone hanging out and listening is how you were able to stay engaged with your intuition. You, you rely are, are relying more on your intuitive side to kind of feel into something, connect to it, yeah. despite the over-logical rational minds that we've built in this today. You've allowed yourself from that, and I, I will say it came from that, that rodeo experience of yours, that bull throwing you around, because what it did is it forced you to become present with yourself and allowing you to realize, wow, what a wild experience. It doesn't matter that I got banged up. I liked the way I feel about this. And it turned that on and you started to approach all of your opportunities from that more intuitive space, which is why you invited that guy. You didn't know him, but you felt something intimately, quickly about this person and said, this is the right choice. Let's do it anyway. And whatever comes, I will deal with the outcomes later. It's beautiful. Same thing in Kung Fu. And we talked about that, our martial arts. is practicing Kung Fu. My teacher always talks about allow the attack to happen. The principle of, of ancient... Nichuan or, uh, or Tai Chi, as it's called, is allowing the attack to happen and letting the right response present itself. When you are preparing for something coming your way, you become more rigid, whether you realize yep. it or not, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you become rigid. You don't see it, but it's there. 
And in, until you allow yourself to let whatever comes at you come at you and allow yourself to integrate into that intuition, feel into the experience to decide which response is ideal for that experience, you're always going to have the same typical stressed out like reaction to a challenge, to someone pushing you, to someone that you may not quote, feel comfortable around, and you're never going to get to where you got which is experiencing all of these, the triple in your salary, having these championships and working with amazing people and getting to the place where you've taken this as your principle for what you do in life every single day moving forward. And I love that. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, I had one single focus. I wanted to right. be European world and Olympic champion. So it was like, what, what, what is it that I need to do to achieve that goal? Move to the US, move, well, move to the UK, move to the US. Then there's even more travel after that, which will possibly come to. But it was just like, I'm going to do this. Anchor. And I, I did whatever it took. Like I ended up living off credit cards um, yep. for, the, for like living a year, a whole year in, in Houston. And, but it was like, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. Mm, let me, and right there, that Dave, I'm sorry. I want, to, yeah, I want to stop you right there again, because the, again, you're just spitting out these really unbelievable wise words for people is another, another key point. If you're listening, take take note to this. He was willing to do whatever it takes for the beacon he had set for himself, an outcome, a goal, whatever it's called or labeled, it doesn't matter. He put it out there and then he didn't care about it anymore. It's there. It's never going to go anywhere. Now I'm willing to do whatever it takes, put myself in whatever positions in any environment and find the right resources around me so that I can experience the journey that it takes so that when I land where I expected myself to be, I am still satisfied, even though it might not be the, the gold medal in the Olympics, I get the bronze. Or it might not be the million-dollar salary, it's a $250,000. It doesn't matter. And I wanted to stop you there because this is, this is a key piece of it. You said, I lived off credit cards. People are afraid to do those extreme radical you know, um, approaches to achieving what it is they say they want. When I hear people say, I really want this, but I can't afford it. If you really want it, you'll find the means to make it happen. And here's where we get stuck. And I'm going to throw this at you. And I'm, I want to hear what you have to say about it is we see means as money only, where if I can't afford something, I'm, I'm shit out of luck. I can't yep. do it. Yep. But it's, there's so many different ways in which we can achieve what we want. Have you ever thought about if you're, you know, I can't pay my rent this month. Have you ever thought about having a conversation with your landlord? Hey, look, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm facing. Here's where I'm stressed out. Is there anything I can do to honor this month for you? I had a, a client who said his son did that. And he had the conversation with, with, with him after we got done doing our work together. And his son went to the landlord. The landlord goes, well, I've always wanted to renovate XYZ. So how about this? Because I'm going to be doing renovations around your apartment. You get this month for free. But he would have never known that if he had not yeah. just opened his mouth and had a conversation instead of exactly crumbling under the pressure of not having enough money and saying, I can't do it. Found a way to face the discomfort of not having that money and just stepping towards that unknown and having a conversation. And look what happened. That landlord was like, I got you. And it ended up being two months worth of renovations and he got to save some money and then he was able to, to get back on track. So it's that right there, right, brother? That's, that's the key is if, Dude, this sucks. I hate the way this feels. Yeah. But let me pay attention to the environment I'm in and why it's even showing up right now for me. Yeah. That's like getting thrown off a bull. We both got thrown off wild animals and got hurt. And we realized, ah, this is where the magic lies. Let me keep going after these moments because if I keep myself comfortable in like 
somebody who's telling me what's going to happen or how it's going to go down or what it's going to look like, I'll never really know what I'm fully capable of. I'll never know what it's like to tap into all of my power and potential and experience results like David Walsh here. Absolutely. And like uh, with, with that story, like with, with your, your client's son, he was willing to be vulnerable and go, hey, this is happening right now. What can we do to sort it out? Right. He was open right. and honest and say, look, this is my situation. And that's where I, I think like a lot of people are, are afraid to go. And that's, that's the real, that's the real scary unknown is like, right. hey, shit's happening right now. I don't feel great about it, but what can we do? Right. And the Stoics talk about, it's all a perceived anxiety. So exactly. when it's happening, it's actually a perception we carry inside when we don't have our capacity opened up to embrace those in those moments that are highly stressful and very scary to us. But we're not being chased by wild animals. We're not falling off cliffs. We don't have to worry really about these threats to who we are in our, our yeah. sanctity. And if you could just allow yourself to bypass a little of the ego and say, you know what? I may not be able to afford this financially, but I have other capital I can use. I could open my mouth. I grew up with my, my grandparents saying, closed mouths don't get fed. So it was one of those things where you, you open your mouth. And I had to learn really how to just open my mouth to get to where I wanted to go because it doesn't matter. No just means next opportunity. And at the end of yes. the day, it's not an attack on you. It's just that's not yep. the right place. Go to the next one. Keep going. And experience that when you can embrace real discomfort, not this con concept of discomfort that everybody talks about, but real discomfort, really outside your comfort zone, right? You, it's unbelievable how you become managed with it. You become one with it. It becomes this thing you know how to yield with every single day. So everything you do, you're always creating unbelievable results. And that's why I'm glad you're here because you have done that for your entire life for a long time, four and a half plus decades. You've taken that principle and it has blossomed into this dynamic nature of, of who you are. So no matter where you go, I love the pictures you sent me, by the way, where you, the laughing and the, 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 the expressions, that's a man who has basically welcomed in unknowns as part of his power, as part of his success. Yeah. 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 And like, I, again, like I'm, I'm thinking of your, your client's son. Like if, if he had construction skills, he could have turned a negative into a positive and says, oh, I'm looking to do renovations. Well, I could do the renovations for you. So not only would he get his rent for free, he would also get money on top if he had those skills to yeah. do that work and get you know, uh, paid too. So He's a computer it, programmer. He's an engineer. So he wasn't really a construction guy, but it's at the end of the day. But it, it, I'm just saying yeah. if, yeah. if he had those skills, it could have, like he could have even accelerated his negative situation. Absolutely. So wise words again, if you're listening, Consider your experiences where you're at in your life. If you have those moments financially as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a corporate slave, if you will, you know, whatever you're doing out in the world, and I mean that lovingly, you have the opportunities to have conversations. Step up yes. and just speak it. It doesn't matter if they reject it. They might actually consider you, wait a minute, that person had the, the gall or audacity to step up and say, here's where I'm at, here's what I need, here's where I'm, I'm slacking. They might come back to you later and offer you something. You can't change your, your reality or your situation hoping that something shows up at the timing that you need it to to do it for you. There, you have to create movement in that energy. You have to say things. Words are all about saying stuff, moving stuff. It, if you don't have the money, so what? Offer something else. Speak up. Talk to someone. Tell them where you're at. Be a little bit more vulnerable. Be radical in your approach, but have conversations with people. 
Step towards the things that scare you the most. Those are those are the wise words that I would take home. And I, I, I've i lived by is if it challenges me and scares me, like even doing a podcast, et cetera, I'm going to go do it because there's so much good that can come from it. And it's only going to get better with each time you take that, that step towards it. Yeah, absolutely. And like I've found in my life and, and even more so in the last 12 months that the more it scares you, the more you actually have to do it. Amen. Like before I would go, I would do half of them. Yes. Half of them. No, because I was, I was scared. But now the more it scares me, the more this thing is like bringing, literally bringing tears to my eyes, the more I have to do this. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. If it, one of my key philosophies in working with the powerful and prominent folks that I, I I have the privilege of of you know slaying their demons and unfucking their lives really yeah. is understanding that I'm in their life when they feel rattled inside that is key for them to embrace that and go after it head on same thing in the military we are in positions constantly that scare the crap out of us but what they do is they train us in these environments that push us beyond our mental, emotional, and physical limits, even spiritually, so that we can actually be so calm and steady in chaos that we are these elite, efficient fighting machines. There's a reason they do it that way. If they allowed us to slack, well, how could we be the most effective military in the world? We wouldn't be. So at the end of the day, I say this to people out there right now, is if it rattles you from within, that's good. The only way you change if it scares you, if it rattles you from within, it's going to change you. If it does not shock you, find something else. If you have a coach or a consultant, a client, whatever, if you're not being challenged that to the degree that you just said, David, that really scares the crap out of you, and you're not willing to realize the environment you're in that is causing that, that fear, that anxiety, whatever might be coming up, you're never really going to actually achieve whatever your goals are set for you. It's really important to do that. So thank you for sharing that. It was huge. Yeah, absolutely. And and and, and like a lesson I've learned again in the last 12 months is the thing that scares you the most, that you're most afraid of doing and that thing that you think you're least able to do, that's the one thing that you have to do. Yes. That, it's that the one for thing, me, yeah. like I, I realized that um, after a, a life experience 12 months ago. And I've literally run away from this particular thing. I have sure. literally run away. I uh, don't be- I never believed that I could do this or never believed that I was that type of person, but this last 12 months have taught me this is fucking who I am. This is who I'm supposed to be and this is who I'm to step up and bring to the world. Yes, and you know what? I feel that and that's why you're here. That's why we're talking. Because it started back at four years old. It started in that moment. Yeah. So that when you faced that experience that I know, and we don't have to talk about now, but I know it w- uh, intimately while having a conversation with you, you knew how to, to, to move yourself through the process of grieving, whatever it came about, it, and then do something with it. See, most people get taken down by these life experiences that kick us yeah. right between the legs. They, they do. And they allow that to overcome who they are. They let that consume their thinking their emotions, and then they look at life externally and blame life is the reason why they can't get out yeah. of that hole instead of realizing I can use this as a power source for my my success if I'm willing to embrace it and realize where is the good in these you know seemingly negative experiences? 
Where is the gold in the discomfort and the pain that I'm going through right now? Where is the patience that I should have with myself and realize it's okay to be in this moment yeah. and stop trying to get somewhere else because I don't like the way it feels. And those yeah. are more wise words. I, I'm absolutely going to land with you. And I, and I know you'll agree is giving yourself the moment to go, I am in this pain for a reason. Let me, let me embrace it. Because if I try to get out of it too fast, I might miss the very lessons that I'm meant to learn in this moment. Everybody wants it to feel easy and comfortable and good because that's what, you know, we, we've been taught, you know, the escapism, the, the dopamine highs, the, you know, when we get all the desserts and sugars and drugs, et cetera, we've yeah. got available to us. Nobody wants to sit in the, the uneasiness of life's experiences. We, we want to get away from it. But you and I are talking and I want everybody to take a sip if you've got to right now and realize Maybe I do not give myself enough permission, Slacha, again, to sit back with what I'm experiencing, feeling that sucks, and do something with it. Leadership is all about embracing the suck and utilizing whatever you are experiencing as a fuel source for your decision-making, your motivation, and your drive to continue to go on despite how much it might hurt. There are experiences in life we can't override and overcome that you might need to spend more time grieving being sad about, et cetera, have permission, do it, but don't let that be where it stops you or ends your progress or your career. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I've, I've had major learnings over the last 12 months from this particular life experience. Right. And I could have easily curled up in a ball in the corner and just be a puddle, no use to anybody. And no one would have said anything because of what happened. But that's not the are. type of person I am. That's not the person I, I'm meant to be. Like I learned, I found out the, the life lesson from that particular event. And I understand why that happened. And I understood how it came about. And now I also understand what I'm meant to do from that. Right. So I don't right. look at it as a negative or a positive. I just look at what is the learning right here. There you go. What what am I to pick up from this? And if if you're going through this shit right now, look at what you're meant to learn because the sooner you learn, the sooner you get out of the shit. There you if go. If you don't if you're not getting that life lesson or whatever it is you're meant to learn and and understand, the universe is just going to keep throwing it back at you until you get yep. that lesson. And it's going to get heavier. It's simple as. It's going to get harder and it's going to end up hurting you at some point. Some people exactly. because of their makeup might have physical pain come from it until they wake up and realize there's a reason this continues to happen. Yeah. It's not a random act of anything. There are experiences we have, there are realities we create, our our nature, our being will pr produce that force until we pick up the lesson. I, I couldn't have spoken those words even better than you could have right now. And those are wise words to take home with you. If anything from this conversation, those are the ones I would take is, if you don't give yourself the moment to realize it's not negative. It's not positive. It is what it, it's supposed to give you. And there's a value in that. And can I take from this something that I can use for my momentum forward? You're always going to spin in that incessant internal anxiety. You're going to feel unsatisfied, restless, unfulfilled. And you're going to always be chasing, chasing the high of what's next. And you're going to be chasing personal development. You're going to be chasing personal growth and spirituality. Yeah. And you're never going to actually learn to embody it, embrace it, and live through it. It's going to always be outside of you. So I feel absolutely stoked that you just said that. 
Yeah, it's like uh, when I see people who maybe their accountants screwed them over and took a load of money and all of these things, and, you know, various things that happen in people's lives. I, I, I always ask, well, what did they learn from that or what were they meant to learn from that? Because maybe if they stole, say, 20,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 now, the, the lesson they're meant to learn is to put the processes in place so you don't get screwed over by an accountant. And if they don't do that, they could be, you know, they could be screwed over for millions, like one or 10 or 20 million further yeah. down the road. So the universe yeah. has given you this shit for a reason. Of course. And look, <laughs> look at what it is rather yeah. than complaining and bitching and whatever about it. It's like, okay, what am I to learn here? Like if you're on a rodeo and you get kept thrown off the same way every single bull, well, what the fuck are you not doing that's causing that to happen? Right. Is your grip crap? What, you know, all of these other things, like you, you know more that better than I do. Um, but, you know, the, the universe is going, there's something that you haven't got Learned. right yet. Yep. Fix it. Then you'll fucking be where you want to be. And then it goes even deeper. I'm going to unpack that is it, you set up the right systems in, in place so that you have the external elements supporting the mistake that you made. So you don't yeah. have that mistake happen again. Yet you go even deeper and you realize why would I be in a position to attract anybody in that would just take from me like this? What is it about me and my relationship to money, to my business, to myself? Yep that yep. I have not faced yet, that I have not dealt with head on, which is the whole point of our entire conversation today. I've helped, dealt with it head on, and despite the lumps I took, what have I not looked at that allows someone to come into my life and feel they have permission to take from me this way? So you set up the yep. systems and the processes from the external to make sure that you hire an accountant that is, is legit, who is on point, who can take care of you the right way, but you also work on you. And you recognize where are my blind spots? Yep. What is it that I have not dealt with when it comes to my own stress around making more money, having a bigger business, scaling? Because it does unconsciously scare the crap out of people to scale their businesses regardless of who you are. Yeah. And it's, I was on a, a, an interview the other day in the show and I talked about it. He says, my, my audience is, uh, is business owners and I really want to know they want to accelerate their business. I said, you cannot accelerate your business if you have not first optimized yourself. Yes. Trying to solve problems in your business without first addressing you, who is the business at the end of the day. You are the driving force that built that thing. That is your baby. That is your creation. If you are operating at 50% of your power and potential and you're dragging around stresses and you're dragging around you know, discomforts and you're dragging around an attitude of, I don't want to deal with anything that doesn't feel right, your business is going to suffer as a byproduct. Now, there are people that are just aligned that can make a ton of money. We've seen it all the time, but look at their lives. Yep. So that's a key element right there. And, you know, I know, man, I think the time has gone by so fast, David. We're, we're getting close to the end of our conversation time. But what a great way to end this conversation for now was is on the fact that you've got to be willing to look in the areas that scare you the most. And I yep. wanted to hear your wise words you want to leave people with right now in this moment because we can touch on do it anyway when it scares you. Don't worry about what it looks like or how it's supposed to show up. Anything else you want to share? Yeah, and one thing that I've come to terms with as well is that when you've got crap clients and crap customers, there's, again, there's a reason for that. Correct. They're there to show you there's, there's something missing from your product or service that you need to tweak or fix or whatever. 
And like I, I talk with a lot of people in my industry and they're going, oh, this client is doing this and da 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 da. They're complaining about that. They don't stop. Yada. And like I've, I, I've seen it both of my clients and potential clients. And what I say is, well, what is that thing that I haven't resolved in my product or service that is causing this to happen? Where's I the welcome capacity? things yeah. like that now, yep. rather yep. than going, oh, fuck, I've got to get rid of them. I've got to sack this particular client or whatever. It's going, what, again, what's the universe giving, why is the universe giving me this thing? What is it that I have to identify to fix it? Right. And it, Wise so, words. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt last Embrace yep. shit. Yep. Because embrace the more it. shit you can handle, the better your life is going to be. Wise words to take with you right now, if you're listening all the way through to this, is the experiences you're having when they feel uncomfortable, awful, detrimental, negative, whatever label you want to give it, are telling you something deeper about you, your focus, and what yes. you need to actually look at so that you can get through it and actually accelerate or climb that ladder of success in your life and in your business or whatever adventures you're on right now. It's crucial to recognize every moment is an opportunity for you to embrace the experience and say, what can I take from this that will better my life, better my focus, create positive outcomes? Until you embrace those experiences, you're always going to feel like you're spinning, right? Those are the yes. wise words I want to make sure people leave with in this conversation, David. And I appreciate it because until you address those elements head on, you're going to be seeking external answers, solutions that are never really going to give you that ultimate evolution that you're looking for, that you're longing for. And you're going to feel stuck and un uneasy in your life. And you're going to be pissed. And then you're going to be drinking whiskey inappropriately at the end of the day, trying to numb yourself out to the whole chaos that you've basically created for yourself. So Thank you very much, brother. And it's it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Um, I'm glad we got to share this Jameson together. I look forward to doing it more with you again. Thank you, brother. And until next time, I appreciate everybody being here with me and David as well today. David, where can they hang out with you if they want to connect with you, work with you, uh, experience your unbelievable acumen and what you do for uh, people on YouTube? Yeah, so the you know the top two places are if you want to, if you're on the YouTube's go to youtube.com forward slash David Walsh online or as you mentioned at the beginning of the show is davidwalshonline.com. That's where you'll find me. Fan freaking tastic, brother! It's always a pleasure seeing you. Thank you again for being here, and I look forward to having more with you down the road. For those listening today, thanks for hanging out with us. If you're digging what you're hearing, don't forget to give that subscribe button a tap and make sure you rate and review the show. Catch you all in the next conversation. Cheers.